0: Hello? Hello? Hello,
1: Cliffy? Cliffy, it's on the lip, Cliffy? It's podcast time. And now, the Birthday Boy Podcast. Are you Full stick of butter. Cliffy, it's Grandma Cliff, lip. Give me a call at your convenience, okay? Cliff, this is your Uncle Cliff, Cliff. Here is the host of Birthday Boy Podcast, the one and the only, Johnny Boy. My little baby boy. Baby butter boy, Womack style.
0: Cliffy. I love you. Toggling your balls. Toggling your balls. Uh, toggling his balls. I like your boots. Just below your nipple. Where are you headed? The biggest one yet. Toggle? Your balls? Toggling
1: your balls.
0: Fifty shades of grey slack,
1: Flippy. The biggest one yet.
0: Flippy. Oh my god. Hey there, teacher. It's going to be outrageous. What's my
1: you're grandmother. I like
2: your rubric. breakdown right Winslow. Oh, please,
1: degrade me Clippy Baseball. Weep Thin.
0: My little baby butter boy, little butter boy, Clippy boy, baby boy.
1: Weep Thin. That's how you get blisters, Clippy. That's how you get blisters. Womack style. That sure tastes delicious, in my mouth! Hey, Firewoman! Fivalopoly, Cliff! Where's the fire? Toggle, your balls! You're a smoker! The Oatmeal Tasting Booth! You should quit
0: smoking! Togling your balls! You to Toggle, your balls! I, 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 Baby Butter Boy! Like
1: the biggest and the best! You
0: goddamn butter boy, son of a bitch. I can't get a fuck of you, son of a bitch! Girl. To the Womack family holiday spectacular. Your grandmother just told me the good news. Or, as we like to call it, the pizzle. Hellman's mayonnaise.
2: let hey
0: The raucous red glare,
1: the bombs bursting in air.
0: Like and a delicious Helios
1: pizza in your oven. Poggle, your balls. Womack style.
2: You know what's ridiculous. I like what a what a pathetic, sad individual I am. Like I'm sitting there listening to this for the five millionth time. All those clips, all the sounds, the Cliffies, and all that shit. And I'm like I I'm like chuckling. What a what a what a jerk off I am. Like truly, sitting there, getting, I'm getting a kick out of my own material. My own material that's like three months old at this point. <laughs> I'm so funny. Mm, man. Uh, anyway, welcome. Welcome, friends. Welcome, friends, to episode 21 of the Birthday Boy Podcast. I'm your host, the Birthday Boy And if I'm keeping track, that means I've had, this is my 21st birthday since May 24th, when it was actually my birthday, and I did this one-time-only podcast. That's now here, 21 episodes later. It's not 21 weeks later, because there were a couple weeks where I did a few of these on the weekend, and here and there, and I just couldn't, I was just podcasting like crazy. I just couldn't stop myself. Oh, man. What a weird week. This has been a weird week. It's. I don't know. Just a weird week. And it's not the worst week ever. Not the best week ever. But it's been an annoying week. That's all. I'm not going to get into it. Who gives a shit? But I'm annoyed. I'm annoyed. I mean, I'm always annoyed. But I'm really, I'm just annoyed this week. Like, oh man. It's one of those, oh man, that's annoying kind of weeks. And I'm. I'm annoyed. I already said it. How can I say it any other way? I'm just annoyed with... I'm annoyed with this week. But as I gaze out the window, the beautiful beautiful glow of the evening sky as the sun sets over the horizon, and the final blanket of its warm, glowing, warming glow covers the trees and the buildings and the blah, blah, blah. Uh I'm I'm appreciative of the fact that it's finally getting cooler. I think. well, yeah, fuck that. It's getting cooler until it's not. Cuz that's that's what th- that's what happens. And there's the kids laughing. I told them I told them like I specifically I specifically went out there and I said, "Hey guys, I'm going to do a podcast, so shut the fuck up." And here they are. Teely Dean all day long as though they have some as though, as though they feel that they have some right to sit there and laugh and enjoy a friday evening uh, what was i saying about the sun oh yeah fall it's finally fall and it right this right this minute it feels like fall that's good but that's that's going to change tomorrow i just i can't yeah it's weird man i can't i can't deal with the the warmth just ready for it to be cold.
0: Not cold cold, but you know what I
2: mean. Like fall, crisp. Crisp. Like it to be crisp. How does how is crisp used to describe temperature? Ah, that's nice and crisp. I don't know. That's like the same thing you say about bacon. Ah, fall. Feels like bacon out there. Nice crisp. Oh, I guess bacon would be crispy. Crisp. Oh, crisp. Oh fuck it. What is crisp? Crisp. Tell me tell me what crisp means. Oh here we go. This is, so it's a got wow, look at this. Look at these. You're gonna learn something today on the podcast. Firm, dry, brittle. Especially in a way considered pleasing or attractive. Oh, an example given crisp bacon. A nice crisp there you go. Which I guess it could be crispy. Uh, briskly decisive, matter of fact, without hesitation. Okay, a dessert, a fruit, uh, right? Rhubarb, rhubarb crisp. That's the example. A rhubarb crisp. Fuck rhubarb. Fuck root. Ru- Seriously, a rhubarb crisp, rhubarb pie. You know it's good. Buckleberry pie. Have you ever had buckleberry pie? It's a few different. I think it's called buckleberry. Buckleberry. <laughs> I, <don't, laughs> I think I'm making that up. It's blackberry, uh, it's blueberry, and I want to say raspberry. It's three of those those kind of berries baked into a pie, and it's it's quite good. Yeah, blackberry. Blackberry, blueberry, raspberry. I think it's called and I believe it's called uh that's, that's the saliva <laughs> talking about pie. Uh, anyway, so okay, so it's Okay, so I guess the dryness. I guess so the the crisp air is like that's the dry, the nice dry and breathable. So there's okay, all right. Fine. I you know, I have the best words, I have the biggest words, obviously. Obviously I know what crisp means. I'm I'm very smart. Very stable genius. Uh so listen. You know, another a fun, fun challenge again this week as I'm recording on the laptop and I'm doing it without uh being plugged in and last week i started with 100 charge i i had it at 70 but i had to do a few things and now i'm at 56 so this is going to be a fun race against time here on the birthday boy podcast uh so uh, let's see I'm, I'm gonna maybe i'll just talk as fast as i can and try to get to there's so many t- fucking topics and things i want to talk about let's go right to oj because why not? We haven't talked to that piece of shit in, in weeks. Uh, this is from September 22nd. OJ on Twitter. Uh, it just says, my team sucks. Let's listen and see what OJ has to say. And, and by the way, let me just set the scene. He's He's at that same sports bar where he had his fantasy football draft. You know, the one where he was sitting with his quote-unquote friends... Um, and definitely not hostages, definitely friends, people who voluntarily voluntarily want to spend time with OJ. Uh, it's the same bar. I don't see any of those friends though, but he's there and oh poor poor OJ, you really your heart does go out for him. your heart just your heart bleeds for him. My heart bleeds all over the ground um, like a like a stabbing victim in Brentwood. Uh, that's that's how much my heart my heart bleeds all over the place for OJ. I mean, wait till you listen to this. You're gonna feel you're actually going to you're gonna feel bad for OJ because this is maybe like he's this is maybe the worst thing that could ever happen to a human being. Hello, Twitter world. <laughs> it's yours truly here. We're so Goals Fantasy football, right? Look, my first round pick. They just
1: helped off the field, St. Juan Barkley, oh. with an ankle injury. My second-round pick finally just caught a pass, but under two minutes ago in the first half, Michael mm. Thomas. My well, third that's good. My third-round pick has been, I think, escorted out of the league for improper texting. Oh,
2: I wonder who his third-round oh, pick.
0: Oh, yes. Round pick Uh, that was
1: Andrew Luck. Well, I'm suffering. He, I am suffering. Yeah.
2: He just has, he has the worst luck. Nobody has it worse than OJ. I mean, he picked Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck retired. Oh, he picked Saquon Barkley. He's injured off the field. He goes. Oh, and he picked Antonio Brown. And Hook. Who could have ever seen that coming? That Antonio Brown was a less, uh, less than savory character. Not exactly, uh, you know, the highest moral standings. Isn't that strange? Who could have predicted that? And now he's gone. He's off the Patriots. And he's, I think he, I believe he retired. Didn't he? He said he's like about going back to school or so. Who fucking cares? Fuck him. Antonio Brown, a piece of shit. Um, so it's just one it's just one series of unfortunate events after another for poor OJ the guy can't catch a break he does everything the right way he lives uh, by a strict moral code just a good all-around citizen and the guy just you know he just wants to he just wants to win at fantasy football and he just can't try and he's suffering he's suffering OJ suffering I mean he's I don't know that anybody has suffered more than O.J. Simpson. I can't think of anybody, O.J., or anyone in his circle that has suffered more than O.J. himself. There's a few more seconds. What else does this scumbag have to say?
1: My team sucks.
2: Yeah. That's
1: the way it goes in fantasy football. Hey, take care. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Take care. Take care, Twitter world. Yeh, hey, Twitter world, yours truly here. Boy, oh boy, life sure isn't fair for OJ. I mean, after, after living such a good, clean life, never murdering anybody, you'd think that I could draft a fantasy football team that would at least stay on the field instead of retiring or getting injured or raping people. I mean, I sure can pick 'em, can I? <laughs> Well, I guess you know what that means, I'm going to have to cut those guys from my fantasy football team, yep, there's going to be some cuts coming, lot of cutting this week, all kinds of cutting. Boy, oh boy, I just can't catch a break and I'm suffering, I'm suffering Twitter world, I never did anything wrong to anybody. How come the universe has to keep taking a shit on poor OJ? What did I do to deserve this? You'd think I went out and stabbed two people. Well, I didn't, but I know somebody did, and I'm trying to track them down. In fact, that's why I'm in this sports bar right now, paying attention to football games and my fantasy roster, because I feel like that's going to bring me closer to the real killer. Because I bet he's got a fantasy football roster similar to mine. And I can track him down that way. Yeah, that's it. Oh my god. He's suffering. Suffering succotash. I can't catch a break. I'm going to have to make some cuts this week. You better believe it. Big time cuts coming. A cut here, cut there. I'm gonna be cutting all over this restaurant. Oh man. It's it's extraordinary though
2: that OJ is in this complete world of delusion where he thinks that there's a single percentage of the population, anyone out there, that's waiting to hear his fantasy football picks and his takes on politics and sports and all this other stuff and he's com- he's completely under the impression he has completely convinced himself in that stupid thick head of his that that this is this is just like perfectly okay this is business as usual this is normal everybody's waiting on O J to talk about fantasy football <laughs> Uh, But I'm sure sooner than later there's going to be a video talking about how unfair it is that he's not verified, that he's not a verified Twitter account. Because, yeah, Twitter, I'm sure, really wants a lot to do with that. Uh, Here's one of the great celebrities. Let's verify O.J. Simpson so that more people can be drawn to his uh, inane ramblings about politics and sports and golf and football and Michael Jackson and Camp Good Times. Yeah, how that's yeah. hey, who who am I to complain? If that son of a bitch is allowed to keep going on Twitter and making those dumbass videos, well, I've got I've got ten minutes every week of the Birthday Boy podcast uh, taken care of. Thanks, OJ, you fuck. New White Lies which is that's pretty generous I mean they came out with an album it was just the beginning of the year and we've got this new single to enjoy and enjoy it I am enjoy it I am I am enjoy it enjoying it I am that's it I like told you Excellent grammar. Excellent grasp of the English language. That's me. I'm your guy. Yeah. Oh yeah. They're really rocking now. I mean what a what a what a nice way to end the summer. Let me fade this out. A new single from White Lies. A new single from Editors. So happy. I mean, that's... That is, like, a nice gift for the birthday boy. By the way, speaking of birthday boy, I actually, I was watching... I was watching the Emmys the other night. Did you Did you see the Emmys? Did you watch this? Did you see this? No. Nobody did. Nobody watched the Emmys. It's fucking stupid. And I watched uh, as much as I could possibly handle, which is not... Not that much, not a ton, not a ton of Emmys coverage. I, I can I can only stand so much, but I thought that uh, RuPaul was giving a shout out to the podcast. Hold, hold on, let's. Uh, RuPaul won for RuPaul's Dragway Drag Race, and uh, and then came up and you know gave the speech and all that shit. And I was I was half paying attention. We were getting the kids ready for bed. I was kind of in and out of the room. And I caught a few seconds of the speech and I thought, oh my God, he's. RuPaul listens to the podcast. He's thanking me. Let's take a listen.
0: Thank you guys so much. We are so proud of this show and we're so happy for all the gorgeous kids who come on and, and show how fabulous they are. And to all these people on this stage, uh, Birthday Boy,
2: ah!
1: Bobby Barbato, Fenton
2: Bailey, Tom and then. Campbell, Stephen. Yeah. It, it just happened to be somebody whose birthday it was, but I got for for a second there. I've spent so many months now. Let's see, three months, almost four. No, four, four, four. One, two, three, four. Four months. F- four months of being being your birthday boy. So I've I've actually uh, in my own in my own warped mind, much like OJ, I'm as delusional as he is, and I think like oh yeah. Certainly, the Birthday Boy podcast is really, uh, it's really, it's really a strong, a strong global brand that everybody knows about. So naturally, RuPaul uh, would get up and and thank thank the podcast for, for what I you know didn't occur to me because I've never, I've never had any uh, made men- any mentions of the program until today. But still, I thought, yeah, maybe maybe RuPaul has drawn inspiration from from me, the Birthday Boy. So so when RuPaul thanked. The birthday boy, I thought for a split second, oh, he's he's got to be talking about me. And uh, obviously, not not the case at all. Uh, I got some, uh, I did get, finally, let's see, it's only, been, uh, it's only been about a month since anybody has emailed birthdayboypodcast at gmail.com. That's birthdayboypodcast at gmail.com. So I was pleasantly surprised to see an email this morning. In the birthday boy inbox, uh, this is super fan Amy from Baltimore, <laughs> who's definitely a super fan. Yeah, you have achieved superfan status, my friend. Um, Amy from Baltimore writes, uh, "This is response in response to my uh, my Hudson News thing last week. The guy, the old man's trying to steal the sandwich." Amy writes. I hope when you're 104 years old, you do steal sandwiches from Hudson News. I hope you sneakily shove that sandwich down your pants with your shaky hands and you get out of the store before the cashier realizes you've only pretended to pay for that sandwich. And I hope when you get to your designated waiting area at the airport and you sit down to enjoy your sandwich of sin, some dumbass young kid has labeled it as La Poopy. That would be great if I reached into my pants... I'm sure if I'm 104 years old walking around an airport, I'm definitely going to reach down there and find La Poopy. There's no question about that. Uh, But if somebody, can you imagine though, what I would love to happen is this podcast catches on. People listen to La Poopy, the story, you know, and then eventually, yeah, that's, that's one of my better stories I'd like to think. And then I make the, I make the rounds on the talk show circuits. (laughs) And I, I tell the Poopy story abbreviated versions of the la poopy story and then uh you know it really catches on and then yeah people people all over the country all over the world start writing la poopy on sandwiches you know as like a you know it would be like my version of people interrupting newscasts and golf swings to yell bababuoie my my Baba Booey would be lapoopy so, and, and, hey, if you want to interrupt a newscast and yell, La Poopy, that would be pretty sweet, too. And, look, La Poopy is not something I came up with. That was from, I told you, that was from the Kids in the Hall sketch uh, from years and years ago. But I stole it from Kevin McDonald. his character. He was playing a Jerry Lewis-type character who was not funny. He was the only kid in the hall who wasn't funny in America, so he had to go to France and do Jerry Lewis type stuff where like spaghetti would fall on his head. Things that are not funny, but in Par- in France they're funny. And so his his nickname was La Poopy. And so that's that's where I got the inspiration from when I wrote La Poopy on the sausage biscuit sandwich. Uh, but it would be nice. It would, it would be nice for La Poopy to catch on. And then you've got people at golf games yelling La Poopy, like competing with the Baba buoys and the hit him with the Heinz and yelling yelling La Poopy. Uh, writing La Poopy, I think that'd be nice. That'd be nice, and I think someday that'll happen. And so, hopefully, when I'm 100, by the time I'm 100, hopefully by the time I'm 104 years old, that'll be many, many podcasts from now. Uh, yeah, I steal a sandwich from an airport only to find out that it has La Poopy written on it. Uh, super fan Amy's email continues. Also, I have a neighbor on my local sounding board. That is annoyingly happy, like the guy in front of you on the airplane, I would imagine. Uh, He gets on and tries to get everyone to play games, invites people to come over, says things like, let's all say something positive about our neighbors, and crap like that. Oh my god. I made the mistake of commenting on something cute about his dog once, and now we're dog friends for life until I move. Anyway, great podcast, and I just wanted to add my two cents. Amy, parenthetically, from Baltimore who has apparently reached superfan status now. Yes, you have. Congrats, superfan. You are a superfan. Uh, that's fucking... Yeah, people... Once in a while, somebody shows up on the sounding board and, let's say some great things about... And, it, it, you know, sometimes it, it's it's nice. You write some nice content like, what do you like about Nashua? Well, let's, uh, let's stop being negative for a second and let's be positive. And you know how I love that. I really enjoy positivity. And obviously, look, it doesn't get you anywhere. Amy tried to be positive. Made a nice compliment about this jackass's dog on her sounding board. And now they're pals. Now they're pals in the neighborhood. And there's no escape other than death or moving out of town. I mean, that is what happens when you are positive, and uh, and try to try to spread that positivity. It comes back to fucking punch you in the face and bite you in the ass. Speaking of dogs, I hope this is not I hope this is not coming across. I hope I hope the microphone, as good as it is, isn't picking up the fucking sounds. This goddamn dog in this neighborhood, all fucking summer with the screen door open. This tiny piece of shit dog,
0: yeah,
2: all all summer. All summer, you try, get a nice cool night here and there. You try to open the open the the windows, get a little breeze, and that's all you hear. And I don't blame the dog. I don't particularly like dogs. I won't go any I won't go into that any further because, uh, as angry as you were about my thoughts on grown men wearing jerseys, uh, any of you dog people out there. Uh, I'm actually gonna do myself a favor and not give you my opinions on dogs. We'll just move along. but uh, what I do what I will say is I hate dog owners. When a dog is being shitty, that's probably because they have a shitty owner, just like shitty kids come from shitty parents and then they reproduce and have more shitty kids. and that's why there's so many shitty people in the world because that seems to be who's banging these days is fuck faces. Anyways, this fuck face dog and it's fuck face owners all day, all summer, all the time, no matter what. If there's nothing going on, if there's things going on, and right now uh, that fucking dog's having a real field day outside, and I can hear it in my headphones, so I'm sure it's picking up, uh, hopefully faintly, uh, when this thing plays on on your smartphone or your computer or your fucking Sony Walkman or wherever you listen to it on. Goddamn dogs. And how... Like, who are these people, these owners? If I had a dog, and he's just sitting in the window yapping all day, I couldn't I couldn't stand it. Who who fucking loves dogs so much that they can just sit there listening to this piece of shit? My only thought, because I haven't seen a human being, is that the owner died like three months ago, and the window has just stayed open this whole time. The dog is still alive because he's been just slowly nibbling away at the decomposing corpse. And he's barking because like, raw, help, 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 my owner died.
0: Uh,
2: and that's that's my only guess because I can't imagine any rational human being, whether you love dogs or hate dogs, nobody can stand the fucking sound of those dogs barking all day in a window. I don't know. I don't. It's like Elaine on Seinfeld, you know? And then Newman kidnapped the dog, brought it out to the country, and then the fucker ran all the way back. Anyway. That's what's happening. That's what's happening right now. And I love it. I love it. Because I love dogs. I love dogs. And I love people. And I love people with dogs. And I love barbecues. And I love jerseys on grown adult males. And festivals. And I just, you know, life's good. Life's really good. Anyways, thanks for that email. Super fan. Amy. Uh, And speaking of the sounding board. I was going to do some kind of sounding board theater. I probably have some stuff saved. But I thought... (laughs) I was reading comments on uh, for whatever reason. Well, I mean, I guess because I sometimes I watch The Goldbergs, and so I got an ad showing up on Facebook about The Goldbergs, because uh, I guess their season premiere was a you know they did a they did a spoof of uh, of vacation. You know the oh, the Goldbergs get in the family truckster and head across the country, and zaniness ensues. Um, and I'm sure it's terrible. I mean, the show's been on for, like, what, six seasons now? It's like, okay, it's enough. We, we get it. 80s. A lot of references. Transformers, Star Wars, Spaceballs. Okay, gotcha. Let's wrap it up. Anyway, uh, so... Boy, oh, boy, there's some just dumb motherfuckers out there. It's it's weird when somebody says, you know... Uh, I'm going to comment. So the Goldbergs... uh Oh yeah all right, I wasn't gonna play this, but yeah. it's just silliness.
1: who cares with you,
2: It's the Goldbergs driving across country yeah yeah they sleep in the car, you know, the whole family sleeps in a bed. they've got the family truckster okay. Okay, so they get out to Disney, and blah blah blah. Um, and so Goldberg's sometimes a very very funny show. They've had some great episodes. And Jeff Green, I mean, come on, he's awesome. Or Jeff Green, he's Jeff Green on Kirby Enthusiasm. Jeff Garland, he's just the best. Uh, and the kid who plays Big Tasty, he's funny too. Anyway, so they just a little ad for the Goldbergs on Facebook, and then the comments. And it's just weird that somebody would like have such a stupid comment in their head, like a stupid, really stupid thought, and then they'd say, I need to share this. I need to share this. Uh, so somebody writes, I'm So excited this is back on Wednesday. Okay. I mean, fine. You're excited. You're sharing your excitement with the other Gold, Goldbergs fans. Here's one that just cracks me up Leslie Huff Garrett writes, I'm so excited about the Goldbergs' vacation. I also love that you're, while you are, you're using the song Holiday Road by Lindsay Buckingham in this commercial. Brings back awesome memories of the original vacation movie. Like, no shit. Oh, is this, oh, the song is also from vacation? Like, they don't play that 50 million times during the movie?
1: You know, I better go on there and inform people that this is Lindsay Buckingham's holiday road on the Facebook page.
2: And then okay, and then you and then you just know people are so looking forward, Wayne Wicker, so looking forward to watching this on Wednesdays, 7 p.m. Central Time. <laughs> Tim P. Costello, a top fan, responds, Thanks for the date and time, Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christ. <laughs> Pete Dorn, love this show. Reminds me of me growing up in the 80s. Yeah, dumb fuck, that's the point. It's a kid who grew up in the 80s who loves all this 80s shit. He, Yeah, anybody who grew up in the 80s is probably going to like it because they probably had a lot of the same shit. Oh, man, he plays
1: with toys. He has He-Man and Transformers, and he likes space balls. And uh, Ferris Bueller and the A-Team and what, a Knight Rider? (laughs) Like, yeah, Alf? Like, it's just, the show is going
2: to stop when they have made every reference to the 80s that they possibly can. Every reference ever to the 80s. And then the show's going to stop. Because it's just like, yeah, it's funny and everything and it's great. But that's the whole point, stupid. I love this show. Reminds me of the 80s when I was growing up. <laughs> yeah, dumbass, that's the whole point. <laughs> and then and then somebody Julian Gasteltum, Gasteltelatum, Gasteltelatum. Uh I stopped watching this show because the timeline is all over the place. One week will be all about Top Gun, so it'll be 1986. Then next week will be a Flashdance theme, so we go back in time to 1983. The show has a good gimmick, but it got old pretty fast. (laughs) Hey, dumb shit gastel do you ever watch the show? They start off, the year was 1980-something, and Transformers was in the theater. The year was 19- and then the next week, the year was 1980-something, and we're the same age... And, uh, and, and, and Alf's on TV. The year was 1980-something. And Footloose is, like, the whole, po- like, they're not, they're not going for historical accuracy, jackass. They're not moving through every single year of the 80s. They're hitting the highlights, and in no particular order. Because it's a fucking sitcom. It's stupid. It's silly. Uh, and, and then... I stopped watching because the timeline is all over... The timeline's been all over the place since the first episode like six years ago, Yuts. Anyway. Oh, and then somebody writes, You must be the funnest person at the party.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, Ugh.
2: <laughs> I agree. It's completely unwatchable. I gave it a shot for a while. Can't stand it anymore. Plus the humor is anchored at 12-year-olds. Yeah, again... It might be because the kid plays, like, a 12-year-old growing up in the 80s. And then somebody. Somebody actually named Michael Fox. I'm pretty sure this already existed. You know, National Lampoon's Vacation. Oh, right. We ride off other people's creations for money now. Hmm. Why, Why are you even... Like, this, this popped up on my feed. It's not like I follow the Goldbergs or I follow the ABC network. It just it popped up. So, whatever. Because, you know, every, the phone is listening to you. It's heard that I've watched the Goldbergs before with my wife. And so it's presenting me with an advert an advertisement for the Goldbergs. But Like, who goes on there just to, like, Hello, everybody. Attention, I won't be watching the Goldbergs because this episode looks like it's going to rip off... A creation from the 80s. Sure, the other 99.9% of the episodes do just that, and they acknowledge it, and they're fully aware of that fact, but I'm going to go online and gripe about it, because I'm stupid. I mean, you know, you're also named Michael Fox, so you ripped off you ripped off an icon's name from the 80s, so go fuck yourself. Yeah, somebody writes, I guess you've never seen this show. It's 90% nostalgia and pop culture references. Yeah, that's the point of the entire show. It references literally everything in the 80s and actually has the voiceover saying the exact thing they're referencing. Yeah, it's fully aware of the fact that it's just it's referencing stuff. They use music from these movies and from these shows and from these songs from the 80s, toys, it's just it's an endless nostalgia trip with like some little bits of comedy sprinkled in. And sometimes it is pretty fucking funny and sometimes it's not funny at all. I just I like what I don't know what have you been watching what are you paying attention to and if you don't watch the show then why the fuck are you commenting on the on the thing and somebody writes <clears throat> Chris Deweezy D U Deweezy God that's a worse name than Dumas Chris Deweezy D E W E E S E that can is that a real name that sucks that sucks that you have that name. Better bypass Illinois. Lots of taxes there. If you get in a jam, you may not be able to afford getting out of it. Uh, they are a fictional family on a fictional TV show. They didn't actually drive across country. I don't know that they would have to pay a ton of taxes in Illinois. I don't think they would move to Illinois on the way to their vacation in California. I think, you know, they might stop. Yeah, maybe they pay a little bit extra for gas, or like yeah, if they had to buy food or something. So yeah, some sales tax, but they are they are not real. They are actors portraying a family. Uh, so they did not, in fact, drive across country for the making of this TV show. Just like the Griswolds did not actually drive across country. Uh, anyways, oh for Christ's sakes, <laughs> somebody comments. All this show does anymore is recycle 1980s movies. It's time is up. That's the show. That's the show, stupid. So basically just copying National Lampoon's Vacation. Okay. Ah, but with Disneyland and, of course, ABC. Oh, great. A shitty politically correct version of National... Oh, who cares? Get out of here. I can't I can't even listen to these dopes. <sighs> it's amazing. Honestly amazing. Uh, it's also as amazing as I will... I, I, I'm not going to go into this, but on the Nashua... I, the town hall has Nashua spelled uh, basically with the Roman... The Roman U, which looks like a V. It's, you know, it's it's nothing really... You don't really have to think too long and hard about it. Uh, and a couple times a year, people show up on the sounding board and ask... Anyone know the story behind the Nashua City Hall misspelling Nashua Nashva mistake or intentional, oh man,
0: can you imagine
2: i'm almost i'm I'm actually envious of somebody who's that stupid, like these Goldberg's comments people and the people who look at a thing who look at a town hall and look at a v It's not a u, it looks like a V, and they say, "Whoa. Oh, man, big major typo, dude, and they left it up there for decades and decades? That's crazy. Was that intentional? Did the town used to be called Nashva? (laughs) Oh. And then people are like, yes. Somebody writes, uh, misspelling. And then somebody writes back, yes, it is misspelled on the building. I was not sure if it was (laughs) intended or not. Are you crazy? Are you people crazy? Days back to Roman times. So, so people show up and it's like, it, it should put the whole thing to bed. You shouldn't, first of all, you shouldn't need to go on your fucking neighborhood sounding board. Like, you could you know, look on your Google machine. Just look, just just be resourceful for like two seconds. And be like, instead of like,
1: oh, that, they misspelled Nashville. They spell it Nashville. Whoa, they're stupid. Maybe just like
2: look it up and see. Watch this. i bet I could Google why is you sometimes of uh, the, the, the first thing the first thing that comes up when you start typing that in what I typed in why is you and the first response that comes up in the in the autofill thingy smart whatever on Google Why is you sometimes written as V. That's the first fucking thing that comes up. The pointed form V was written at the beginning of a word while a rounded was the middle, of blah, blah, blah blah blah. And it's got the whole the Romans. It's it's got it's got your answer. The internet is the best and worst thing that we have ever created. And if you need answers to stupid idiot questions like that, instead of going on your sounding board like a stupid idiot, you could just go and you can you can look it up. It's unbelievable. And somebody actually had to write, just to be clear. Nobody has ever called this city... <laughs> nobody has ever called this city Nashva. The V is a typographic element designed to look ancient or dignified, but the sound it made is always a Classic Roman style. I mean, I mean, that's it. That's it. That's it. It should be over, but it never is. And in another eh, five or six months, somebody's going to show up, and they're going to... And the thing is, they don't ask in, like, a normal... Like, nobody just shows up and says, Hey, gang, what's... What's the reasoning or history behind uh, the U in Nashua being spelled like a V? They nobody nobody ever posts a question like that.
1: They it's always it's always hey how come we're so how come everyone's so stupid and they post spelling mistakes on the town hall etched etched literally in stone. Wow, Nashua really really boy that's
2: stupid. Hundred percent of the time that's that's how it's approached. But that's the great thing about stupid people. They're so stupid that they don't know they're stupid and they think they've like uncovered this great mystery scandal and they're sharing it with the whole world on the sounding board, the whole world being Nashwa, Nashva. And they have no idea how imbecilic they are. And it's got to be a, that's got to be like an okay way to go through life because there's so many bozos out there just stumbling around. do and nothing really bad seems to ever happen to them because they're too stupid to know something bad's happening, even if it was happening. Like, you're so stupid that you think that somebody misspelled Nashvah on the town hall and then they just kept it there forever. God damn. I'm envious. En- envious, I tells you. <sighs>
0: Oh, goddamn.
1: Ah. Oh. Oh. Oh.
2: One of these days, I'm going to learn how to drink water. But choking, spitting all over the place. Jesus Christ. Ah.
0: <laughs> Ooh, baby.
2: All right. 38% battery. I don't plug it in because I don't want the fan to... I want it to overheat and then the fan goes off. And then you have to listen to that fucking fan. Of course, I could drown out the shitty fucking douchebag dog. Fucked either way. Title of my autobiography. Fucked either way. Oh, baby. What was I going to talk about? I have things. I've got things. I did, uh... I thought this was kind of funny, because I, I like playing clips because it means I don't have to do anything. Uh, this was from football on Sunday. Uh, who's the guy? Micole Hardman is that the dude's name? Kansas City Chiefs. They were showing some plays during halftime on the CBS halftime show. I don't, I don't really watch the CBS show. I don't know why. They seem. Uh, CBS just seems so obsessed with having a really shitty, inferior product to the Fox NFL Sunday. You know, you've got G- you've got you've got Kurt Menefee, and you've got uh, Terry and Howie and, and Jimmy Johnson and uh, Michael Strahan, and uh, the Tony Gonzalez shows up, and yeah, yeah, it's fun, it's nice. Little comedy bits with Rob Riggle doing his shtick. <clears throat> it's entertaining. It's light. It- as it should be, because it's fucking football. It should be, you know, light, it's colorful, it's, it's you know, it's, it's energetic, it's it's enjoyable, it's enjoyable.
1: Tara Bradshaw!
2: And, uh, and then the CBS one is just dreadful. Although, during the, during the halftime, I mean, Phil Simms, oh my god. Why? Why? What did we do to deserve Phil Simms? Anyways, um, I mean, he's just, he's just awful. But during the halftime, they were, they were, uh, Boomer Esiason, one of those guys in the studio, was, he was recapping one of the plays to, uh, to Nicole Hardman, and he pronounced it Nicole Kidman. Let's see. Uh, which I thought was funny because, you know, he was, obviously, Boomer had Nicole Kidman on the brain, and instead of Nicole Hardman, he said Nicole Kidman. And it was kind of it was kind of humorous during the play calling. Let's listen us let's listen into Boomer. Twenty-three with our guys, Phil, Coach Nate and Boomer. To the highlights
0: we go. All right, guys. Patrick Mahomes picking uh, up right where he left off last week. He is fourteen to 17, 204 yards and two TDs. This is the eighty-three-yard one to Nicole Kidman. They are all over the Ravens, twenty to six. John Hallball is trying to do everything he can, including wow, nice
2: Sorry, you Yeah, so there you. So he calls him Nicole, Nicole Kidman instead of Nicole Hardman, and the guys, you know, the guys razz him a little bit. It was kind of funny, uh, but then this, uh, whoever the fuck Nate, I don't even know who this Nate guy is, but he had a pretty good line here. This is this is actually kind of funny. Hold on, yeah, they're all laughing. <laughs> he likes Nicole Kidman.
0: Okay. If you're an Eagles fan, I want you to have your eyes bright shut like Nicole Hidman. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking
2: That's just great. I love uh I love the tomfoolery that takes place in the studio during these football broadcasts. Just the, just good natured ribbing. But then the best part is Boomer Assayas tries to explain himself and say that he got confused because it was Kansas City versus Baltimore and of course Harbaugh is the coach of Baltimore so he was thinking Harbaugh Hardman Kidman it was a terrible explanation but while he's trying to explain why he fucked up and meant to say Me call Hardman he still says he still says Kidman again here let's list, let's listen in so no no no.
0: Nice there we go. Wow, well, you know I <clears throat> Meant to say Nicole Kidman. And what I was talking as I was John
2: Harbaugh. Fucking did it again. <laughs> no, she's having a hell of a run there. Yeah, no, know, know, she's, she's having, that's having that's hell of a run. No, boy, it's John Harbaugh going for it. On John Harbaugh. Okay, well. He trying to play defense with his offense. It was a terrible explanation, but still I thought that was funny. I thought I'd share that with you here on the birthday boy podcast. Boomer Sias and Saying Nicole Kidman, and then I thought that was a good, that was a good improv there by this whoever the fuck Nate Coach Nate is, saying you better you know you better have your eyes wide shut like Nicole Kidman for this next play. That's good for this next highlight. That was, that was funny. And then stupid Boomer tries to explain the name that he meant to say, and he still says Nicole Kidman. Oh, that's funny stuff. That's the kind of comedy you get on these uh, on these Sunday morning uh, football pregame shows. It's just uh, good natured, just fun in the studio with the boys. Just, just ribbing each other, giving each other the business. Those are good fun times. I wanted to uh, again, uh, in the name of me not coming up with anything of my own, I wanted to play another clip, and this was this was a couple weeks ago. We were out and about. We've got. Fairly busy mornings and Saturdays. One parent-child combination goes off in one direction to have dance lessons, and another parent-child combination goes off in another direction to have archery. And uh, and then we meet up afterwards at home and get on with our Saturday. So on this particular Saturday a few weekends ago, I called my good lady wife from the car, of course using hands-free Bluetooth of course, as a responsible driver does. And I said, hey, uh, I'm going to take the oldest to McDonald's. She wants to get a burger and a shake. Uh, can I get you anything? And when my good lady wife picked up the phone, she picked up and said the following. Hey, bitch. <laughs> uh, because that's that's how we talk to each other sometimes. And, uh, yeah, was, you know. If, if we know that no children are listening, pick up the phone and say, hey, bitch. And I'll say, hey, bitch. And we call each other bitch. And uh, it's good fun. It's good fun. Get my dinner, bitch. Bring home some McDonald's, bitch. That kind of thing. Uh, well, on this particular occasion, when I, call, when I called Kimmy, Uh, She didn't know that she was on speakerphone, that I was calling from the car, and that Cam was sitting in the back seat. So, of course, I called her, and she picked up, and she said, Hey, bitch. And Cam started laughing, and then she goes, Am I on speakerphone? (laughs) I'm like, Yes, of course you're on speakerphone. I'm driving, you idiot. Uh, So it's good. The kids get to hear, uh, hear us call each other horrible names, idiot, bitch, all that stuff. So it's good. And then they go in the following Monday, and they call all their all their friends and teachers the same thing. So it works out well. It works out well. It's a good experience for everybody. Um, so then I just, I said, listen, just text me. I'm driving. I'm not going to remember. Just text me what you want and what, you know, text me what everybody wants. Just send me a text so when I get to the drive through, I can just read it off into the into this intercom. And, of course, what happened was she texted me everything that she wanted. I've got the phone linked up so that I can just press play on the car, and the car reads the texts in the little robot car voice. So so Kim texted me after after being humiliated that she called, you know, she was, said, hey, bitch, when you know Cam was listening on the speaker. Uh, so then what does Kimmy do? She texts me the things that she wants, and then, well, I had no idea what she had texted me because I was driving, so I didn't read the text, so I had the car play the texts for me, and then at the very end, uh, and of course playing it on the Bluetooth, on the, on the car stereo system, so that everyone, that's myself and my oldest daughter, can hear what the text sounds like. And it sounded like this. Oh, nope.
0: Vanilla shake, chocolate
1: shake, happy meal, buttermilk, crispy chicken, and fries, bitch.
2: <laughs> and there's my oldest laughing, because she signed the text, yeah. Happy meal, chicken sandwich, fries, shakes, whatever, and then ended with bitch. And so so Cam got to hear Kimmy say that to me on the speakerphone when I called her, and then in the text that she sent that I had the computer car voice dictate on the stereo, she got to hear it a second time, which was nice. So there you have it. That's my bitch wife. Just being her usual bitch self you watching this show, I was prey. Have you ever seen this show? It's on, like, Animal Planet, and it's people who obviously survived, but they were <laughs> attacked by grizzly bears or wild animals, elephants and safari. It's just dumb people being attacked by animals who are just trying to live their lives, and then dumb people invade their territory, and rightfully so, they attack these dumb people. So the one we just happen to see was some idiot who went canoeing. The husband and wife, these two morons, went canoeing in Africa and completely deserved to be eaten by a hippo. And that's pretty much what happened. The the canoe got knocked over by a hippo swimming underneath him. The husband, of course, um, chivalry is not dead. He saved himself and swam to shore. And then the wife was stuck in the water being eaten by a hippo. And I didn't record any video audio of this because really who gives a shit? Uh, so yeah, it, it, it,
1: it,
2: it's just it's just this this woman talking about like, the hippo knocked us over, my husband swam safely to shore, and then uh, as I was trying to swim to shore, I felt the hippo, uh, I felt my lower half uh, being chomped in the hippo's mouth and being thrown around, splashed around, pulled underwater, sloshed around, all this shit. And that's great because they do a reenactment. And it's basically like the, re- the reenactment is awesome because it's just you're trying to they're trying to do the point of view of the person telling the story, which is it's got to be great to be on that video shoot. Like,
1: uh yeah, we need uh, we need to make it look like <laughs> like you're being eaten like the audience. Uh, we want them to feel like they're being eaten by a hippo. So, uh yeah, did you just like slosh the camera around in the lake just back and forth a bunch of times, you know, like a hippo would do? Uh, And if you've got some kind of like red thing, like a filter, or like maybe some Kool-Aid you can put in the water so it looks like blood, we need like some kind of blood effect. And also if you could have, do we have anything that looks like a hippo? Uh, I've got this old leather shoe. Okay, let's put some whiskers on it and make it look like a hippo. That way the reenactment will be really believable. Oh, what's that? A close-up? Oh, yeah, a close-up of your nut sack to look like the hippo's face? Yeah, that works. That's cool, too. Yeah, because we don't have whiskers, so let's just use your balls. Let's use your ball sack. Combine it with the shoe that kind of looks like a hippo's head and face, but the ball hair from your balls will look like the whiskers of the hippo. Let's do that. And the, <laughs> I
2: think the reenactment should be a guy in a, like, a really cheap hippo suit doing the attack. It looked like uh, something kind of cross between I was... I I was prey and drunk history. Just a guy in a hippo suit, like chasing after a woman in like a, a two foot pond. That's clearly nowhere near Africa. It's like, you know, somewhere in Ohio. That's where the reenactment should be. Uh, but but the the great thing is though, it's, it's such a dopey show. And then on top of that, the imbecile's talking about, and obviously she survived somehow you know i i punched the hippo and then i was able to swim to shore my husband I honestly didn't sound like the husband did shit and he was nowhere on this video either because um i think that he felt like such a fool for just leaving his wife in the lake to die which you know let's be honest um get a i'm not going canoeing in africa any ever B, hippo knocks me over. <laughs> Sorry, everybody, I'm out of here. I'm swimming ashore to too. And then, yeah, you bet your ass I'm not going to appear on the retelling of it so everybody can know what a fucking coward I am. You already know. You don't need me to go on TV and talk about how I swam away from a hip- hippo attack and left uh, my friends and family to fend for themselves. I'm actually surprised, like, yeah, and maybe, like, they don't show the husband at all so I'm just the wife telling the story like I'm wondering too like is he not there because he's ashamed because he just swam to shore and like saved himself while she's being pulled underwater and eaten by a hippo and he did nothing like there's no point in the story where she says oh and my husband heroically jumped back into the water to try and save me (laughs) she punched the hippo a bunch of times and had like basically her legs were completely just mangled and she doggy paddled her way to shore and instead of bleeding out somehow they got her to safety uh, and they don't show the husband. And I wonder, like, is he afraid? Like, are they afraid, like, one of the hippos is going to be watching the show and they're going to recognize him? Should, that's what they should do on these animals. Sh- like, animals attack me. It should be, like, a shadowy silhouette outline of a person with the with the distortion on the voice, the distorted audio, so that the hippos can't... It's like, witness protection of hippo attacks. Oh, yeah, I was, I was swimming
1: in the lake in Africa. Or a hippo knocked over my canoe. It was horrible. I was pulled under water and sloshed around while the hippo chomped down on my legs. That's what it should be.
2: But then, on top of that, the fucking idiot said she would go back and do it again. Because that's what everybody says on these things. Oh yeah, the hippo uh, chewed off the lower half of my body, and I was bleeding... Uh, from the holes where my legs used to be, and I'll never be able to walk again, and uh, I just kind of lay in this wheelbarrow, and my husband wheels me around the house, all because of the hippo attack. But, uh, you know, if given the opportunity, I'd, I'd go back and canoe those waters again. Those hippo-infested waters again. Well, you know what? You go fucking canoe those hippo-infested waters, you stupid asshole, and I hope they finish the job. Fucking idiots. Fucking useless husband
0: swimming
2: to shore to save himself. Oh, man. He probably wanted to be on the show now that I think about it. He's like, hey, do you guys, uh, you want me to tell my tale? Oh, yeah, what's your story? Uh, so the hippo banged into the canoe. I swam to shore, and then I watched my wife get eaten by a hippo, and then uh, she swam to shore, too, and now she's alive. Isn't that great? That's a great story. Uh, yeah, husband, you can you can sit this one out. I think uh, I don't think we need you at all. I think you've provided enough already. Speaking of husbands providing enough already, have you seen this fucking video? It was shared on Twitter and ABC News on September 20th. Husband of the Year surprises pregnant wife with book (laughs) of motivational messages to encourage her during two-day labor. This dumb fuck. And they had the audacity to call him husband of the year. And this video, if you haven't seen it, here's the video. I'll play it for you. There's really nothing. It's just this. Yeah. This is the video. There's no audio. I mean, this is the audio. And the sound of him turning pages. So this jackass, let me read this. Hold on, hold on. Let me go back. He's standing there. Okay. If you haven't seen this video, you have to see this video. It's the most moronic thing I've ever seen. This poor woman, she's in labor. It said what? It said two days, two days in labor. She's lying there. You see her stomach, and she's just lying in this bed, obviously helpless. You're, you're pregnant. You're sitting in the bed. You can't go anywhere. There's nowhere to go. This jackass thinks. You know what? You know what? I bet I know. I know what. Uh, I know what my my beautiful wife would love is if I made this 97-page book with a motivational quote on each page, and I'm going to play this dopey music while she's sitting there, and uh, it's going to have motivational things, and I'm going to tell her how great she is, and then lots of nice little quotes, and she's just going to love it. She's just going to love it because she's just, you know, there's nothing more peaceful than than labor and delivery and delivery room, and it's not stressful at all, so I think she's going to really enjoy so this fucking jackass plays this music and of course he's got the camera set up on him cuz let's be honest I think we all know exactly who he made this video for and it ain't the wife uh so congratulations on getting your YouTube hits and Instagram likes and ABC News picking you up cuz uh, I'm sure that's I'm sure that's exactly what you were going for so congratulations uh and also by the way like is it like I'll get to the Twitter responses because that's that's really the best part. But I'll re- so he's got this book, and it just says breathe. Then the next one: Do you remember when we first met? It's like oh my god, he's gonna go through the life story. I'm in labor almost ten years ago. That's on the next page. Then the next page: Before the bills, before we started our careers. Oh my god, we were just kids in college. This fucking thing doesn't end. It just keeps going. We were just kids in college. Frankly, I think he has too many words on each page. Dear wife. That's how it should go. Dear. Let me flip the page. Wife. You are. Great. Let me flip the page here. How are you Feeling. Flip the page again. And it just oh god, it's a I've laughed at the same joke ten thousand times over the years. This, is this, this. Breathe. And every few pages it says breathe. Oh my god, it's insufferable. It's insufferable. Dear. Hold on. Let me get a piece of paper. Let me try to do this. Let me try and let me try and recreate this. Oh god damn it. Dear wife. I know that you're sitting there in a very relaxed state. And you're probably thinking about how much you would like for me to read A book that I've made about our life story. Breathe. Considering the relaxed state that you are in, I thought that for the next 47 minutes, I would tell you how excited I am to be a dad. By the way, remember when you asked who ate the last chips ahoy? And I said, I don't know, probably when our friends were over the other night when we had a party well I must confess I ate the last chips ahoy by the way I'm I'm reading this I'm I'm doing my like fake thing this This video is playing in real time. Like, this is how long his thing is. I hope that you can forgive me for eating the last Chips Ahoy. You know that Soft Batch is... my favorite. I hope that ABC News picks up this video that I'm making for me. I mean for you. breathe oh my god alright I can't take it that's enough that's enough that's enough uh so yeah four minutes this poor woman sits there while this jackass and he has and his fucking shirt says daddy on it he got his shirt made up that says daddy you know I mean it's she's in labor it's not like a super fun time. I mean, after you get the epidural, I mean, I'm I'm going by my wife's experience. It's a I guess it's a little more relaxing than before the epidural, but Jesus Christ, if I had Kimmy and I watched this together and then we reminisce about about when she was pregnant with Cam and before she had the epidural, if I had I would honestly, and I wrote this on Twitter, I said, I would honestly have one more kid just to do this to Kim as a sick joke. And the video would be me being beaten to death with hospital equipment and my own phone that I used to record it by a bedridden woman in labor. That's exactly what would happen. Kimmy and I were reminiscing about when Cam was born, and (laughs) we took her into the delivery room. And it was just before the epidural and she was in some, was in some pain. Let's just say that I can't even begin to imagine the pain that she was in. And, uh, I was, you know, what can I do? I don't know what the fuck. I'm useless. I'm just standing there. So I'm like, what can I get? What can I do? Can I make you feel better? Can I get you anything? And she's like, no. And I'm like, you want some, you want something to drink? You want me to get you some juice? And she just looked at me and she goes,
0: fuck juice.
2: I said okay, and then I said, "Well, good news, Doctor Beed, Beedy Boy, as we called him, as I called him, great dude, great doctor." I said, "Doctor Beed's gonna be here." They just the nurse just told me Doctor Beed's on his way here, and Kimmy just grabbed me. And she's like, "She's like, great, bring him in here so I can punch his fucking face." Uh, so yeah, I could, I could I would imagine that if I had come up with a uh, a flip book. To recap the, the last uh, 10 years of our lives together, uh, that probably would not have gone over so well with with my pregnant wife at the time. But I would. I would have one more kid just to go back and do this as a, as a cruel joke. And how this woman... I, and, and, and a lot of people speculated because he finishes the book and then he leans in to kiss her. And then the video stops. And a lot of folks speculated that that was the point where he was murdered on camera and they just erased the evidence. But there's so many. There was there were a lot of good. Uh, uh, yeah, a lot of good responses. Uh, somebody writes, "I've never had a baby." Dame Holly Giant Spider, but I don't know what the, this person's Twitter handle is. It's too long. Uh, I've never had a baby, so please feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. If if the father did this to me, I'd punched him out. No, that wasn't so great. Uh, somebody wrote he's not doing it for her. That's correct Husband of the year this was written <laughs> This was written by a man wasn't it? I'm pretty sure the article was written by the guy Husband of the year did the guy in the video write this headline? Hey, honey I know you have one or two other more pressing matters to tend to right now But please stop everything and turn your head awkwardly to read this 973 page book. I wrote for you. Okay. Thanks I'm sure that is an acceptable ground for divorce. Someone tell him to stop it. That baby needs a dad. If my husband did this while I was in labor, I would have punched him in the face, and rightly so. Yeah. Uh Sorry, dude. I mean, hey, look, you're this guy. This guy's to be commended. He's probably gonna be a fine dad. He's obviously he's into it. He's got the daddy shirt on. He made went out of his way to waste a bunch of money at Kinko's to have this thing printed up and spir- spiral-bound, too, and a real professional job, money that could have gone towards, you know, diapers or formula or daycare or yeah, medical costs for the delivery, any number of things, but instead he put put a bunch of money into making this book. Can't fault the guy. He obviously loves his wife, loves his kid that's about to, to be born into the world, but, jeez, boy. You know, they say time and a place for everything, and I guess, uh, I guess he took that to mean, "Hey, I know the best time and place to read this giant spiral-bound book about our whole history together—the delivery room after two days of labor, just before the delivery." Oh, uh, well played, well played, my good man. Yeah. On, on that note, uh, speaking of shitty dads, I was I was at the store getting my meats and cheeses for the week, uh, and ordering uh, one. One uh, little bit of salami. Kids love the salami, a little bit of cheese. Make a nice little sandwich. I ordered two things at the deli and then I and then I went about my business. Not 75 things at the deli. No no, no no, I didn't uh, I didn't hold up any line. I just got the things that I needed, made it real quick in and out. and then you can handle the next customer. Uh, but while I was standing in line while they were slicing my salami, uh, I just I just happened to open uh, over here. There was his dad with his son. And I can't imagine this dad at any point during the delivery of his children made any kind of spiral-bound book about anything. Uh, it's just unbelievable. This kid, he seemed like a sweet little kid. He was looking at the, the soups. You know, they've got the nice little homemade soups at the grocery store and the salad bar and the, the hot chicken wings and all that shit. The hot bar. And the the guy, uh, you know, the dad was there, and the son was looking at snacks and food and soups and everything. Just you know, they were they were there for lunch, and uh, and all of a sudden I you know I didn't hear anything that the kid said. He looked like he was pretty innocently just looking for looking to have some lunch, and the dad like real angrily goes, "You just want to spend all my money." And the kid the kid just goes, "No, I don't." The dad goes. Yeah, you just want to spend my money. I'm like, fuck, dude. This kid was, like, you know, not much older than my kids. 10, 11, 12. At the the most, this kid was 12. This fucking asshole. Like, in public. Like, oh, look, don't get me wrong. I yell at my kids for wasting my money all the time. You know, when I buy them some toy or something, and then it's, like, treated like shit and thrown around the house or, like, you know, just any 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 sign of any remote sign of disrespect. Yeah, I'll yell at my kids and say, "Well, what am I doing? What am I wasting all this money on this crap for?" And you're gonna throw it around the room. I wouldn't do it in public, though. Oh, my God, there's again, there is a time and a place for everything, and berating my kids for <laughs> for blowing through my money is something to do behind closed doors, in the privacy of my own home, not in the middle of a grocery store on a Saturday afternoon. Fucking asshole. You know, like, honestly, though, in all seriousness, you know what? You know it's a good way to not have to spend money on kids? Eh, you don't have to have kids. You actually don't have to have them. You can have zero children. And all that money, and it's a lot of fucking money, uh, all that money that you would spend on them, you can keep it for yourself. And you can buy douchebag shirts like the one you were wearing that was, you know, like... You know, looked like, uh, uh, I don't even know, you look like a, an extra from a movie where, like, you know, some douchebag at a nightclub gets his ass kicked by Jason Statham or somebody like that. The fucking shades on inside. You can buy more stupid sunglasses to wear indoors. And, and you can buy more uh, beard trimming tools to have your, like, shitty beard that's, like, one of those thin beards that looks like sideburns that just kept going underneath almost like neck burns neck side burns neck burns uh you know in one of those middle-aged white guy shirts the button-down ones where it's like unbuttoned down to your nipples and you're you know you're pushing 50 yeah you you could have you could have saved money to put towards more of that shit instead of like buying soup or a sandwich or a salad for your son at lunchtime at the grocery store where you took him because I'm, I'm going to guess that the 12-year-old, 11-year-old son... Yeah, he probably didn't drive the car. He probably didn't put the gun to your head and tell you to go to Shaw's and buy him a fucking cup of soup. Jesus Christ. You just want to spend
1: my money. That's all you kids do. Ugh. Three times a day you want to eat. And I mean, I guess tonight you probably want a bed to sleep in, too. And a house and a roof over your head. Ah, you kids. You never stop spending my money. Fucking guy he probably drives
2: a Dodge Challenger, or a fucking Camaro, or some like completely impractical, idiotic car for families with kids to have. But he has it because it makes him feel good. He needed just he needed a toy for him. I'm, I, I guarantee. I, I wish I had followed him out. Well, probably a fucking motorcycle. He probably threw the kid on the back of a fucking motorcycle and sped off. Probably threw all the kids on the back of the motorcycle. Oh, man. Douchebags. So, yeah, I mean, I guess that's that's the spectrum now. It's either you could be a uh, douchebag, uh, indoor sunglasses yelling at his kid for wanting a fucking cup of soup, or you can be the other asshole with daddy on his shirt reading reading 18,000-page spiral-bound Kinko's storybooks to his wife while she's about to have a kid pop out of her vagina No middle ground. It's either one or the other. Jesus. (sighs) All right. I I need water. I'll be right back. Stay with us for more of the Birthday Boy podcast.
0: My name is Giovanni Giorgio, but everybody calls me Giorgio.
2: Oh, yeah. I love this. I love this whole album. Oh my goodness. Do you remember this? Does this take you back to 2013? I think this was the best album of 2013. Come on. Epic. My name is Giovanni Giorgio. But my friends call me Giorgio. My friends call me Giorgio's Paneo 2. Giorgio. Uh, speaking of which i i received a text where is it here oh man this was this was probably a while ago shimo sent me a text my buddy shimo oh september 16th wasn't that long ago uh, no no caption no no text no nothing just a picture of uh of Giorgio, of Giorgio's panio 2 mr shimo Mr. George Shimo, Mr. Domolina, um, Mr. Shimo and Joe at, uh, at the Mets game. I think it was out in Denver, Rockies Mets. And, of course, they've got their jerseys on. Um, and it's it's a great picture. It's such a great picture, like father and son traveling to see the Mets, their team, their favorite team, going out to the ballpark, all the way out in Colorado, they went to like Wrigley last year which i i believe i have a picture of the, i think that's the other picture i have joe you can correct me if i'm wrong i know you'll you'll text me in like 8 weeks from now when you finally listen to this podcast and you'll text your responses though i know what the fuck you're talking about <laughs> anyways um and it's a great picture it's it's beautiful father and son mets jerseys mets hats so yeah you know I'm an asshole," he uh, said. "Everybody over the age of twelve, thirteen, wearing a wearing a jersey, looks like an idiot. So I'm an asshole. I'm right. They do look like they do. Both look like fucking idiots. Uh, but it's a great picture. Like father and son at the baseball game at the ballpark, enjoying the baseball game wearing wearing their stupid fucking jerseys. <laughs>
1: oh, what a couple of assholes. Oh, no,
2: that's great, man. I do. I fucking, I love that. Both pictures. I'm going to, I I might even print them and frame them. Like I, I cherish Mr. Shimo much more, just, just exponentially more than I cherish his dirtbag son, Joe. So uh, I might, maybe I'll crop Joe out of it and I'll just have two nice pictures of Mr. Shimo in a Mets jersey on my desk <laughs> or in my wallet. <laughs> Oh man, uh, yeah. Something I've been thinking about doing, and uh, hopefully we can get to do this. Is uh, there may be there may be some some possibilities in the coming months to do a podcast with uh, possibly with with Nate and Joe. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Maybe who knows? Who knows who else? I don't know. I don't want to get too far out of myself, but that uh, that seems like a very real possibility. I would like to do that, maybe talk about some of the things that I've discussed by myself on this podcast, but this time have some of the subjects, uh, some of the individuals involved in some of these stories, particularly Nate and Joe. And, uh, you know, as much as we say the Road Rash book thing is put to bed, it's never going to be put to bed. So maybe we can bring that, we can rehash that again and talk about it. Uh, we just talk about it, you know, the 60s, the fab 60s. Like to have Nate on the thing and talk about the fab 60s class with Bezosi. I mean, come on. That's gold. That's gold, Jerry. Hopefully, we'll get to do that. What else? Oh, you know, gotta tell you. Let me tell you something. And then I I gotta get out of here. I gotta get on with my life. Uh, so I've been trying to get to the, been trying to get to the Y in the morning before work these days, these days, and for a number of reasons, I just I find like uh, I finish work later than I want to, and I just I'm tired, and I don't want to go to the Y at the end of the day, and it's getting dark earlier, and I don't want to. Eh. And then I went at like eight, last week, I went at like eight o'clock at night, thinking like maybe I'd have a pretty good chance at yeah i didn't I didn't think that I was gonna have the place to myself, but I thought like, okay, it's you know, probably not so bad at eight o'clock at night. And then there was shoelace boy. Do you remember me talking about shoelace boy all those weeks ago? The fucking kid walking around the track, just swinging a shoelace around? And then he would he would run in the walking part, and he would walk in the running part. And then I would like I would go around him because he was walking really 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 slowly. And then he would start to speed up just as I'm walking past him. And then he would then he would run fifty feet down the track, and then he would stop and he'd swing his shoelace. And yeah, there was shoelace boy. I don't know. Maybe he's a figment figment of my imagination. Maybe he's my Tyler Durden. I don't know. Uh, and then. I'm, I'm I'm walking around and like yeah so last week I went I went to the Y a couple times late late at night because that's that's the only time I had I just I needed to get out there. we went to Norway and I came back I'm fucking I was so thrilled because I stepped on the scale you know I lived like a Norwegian for a week so I didn't I actually lo- like not keeping track of what I was eating eating a decent amount of junk food but not too much and walking, and hiking, and, you know, getting out in the fresh air, living like a, a Norwegian, I actually, you know, I lost, lost a little bit of weight, and when we came back, I was thrilled to see that I, I was just thrilled that I didn't gain, like, 50 pounds, let alone, hey, I think I lost, like, half a pound, which is pretty good, considering how many cheeseburgers I ate, and Norw delicious Norwegian candy, um, and then, of course, uh, the next week after that, I think I gained ten pounds just from I've, I don't know, just stress and just eating and just being a fucking fat fuck. And uh, and I'm pleased to I'm pleased to inform you that of those ten pounds that I put on, and I'm not even joking, I was yeah, last Saturday I was about ten pounds heavier than I was the day we got back from Norway. And then today, uh, through some discipline and going to the Y and not stuffing my fucking face like an asshole. Uh, yeah' I've, I've I think I lost about eight of those ten pounds that I put on, so you know getting back, getting back down anyway, uh, so I've been you know trying to get back to the Y uh, over the summer I didn't get over there you know maybe once a week, which wasn't nearly enough and now I'm trying to trying to get there every day during the week. And last week I went two or three times at night and I decided, okay, I think I'm gonna start going in the morning because i'm I'm walking around and there's Shoelace boy and then uh, you know here's hey if you uh if you didn't like my take on uh, jerseys for adults and uh you know if you could uh, uh if you could <laughs> if you could infer how i feel about dogs and aren't too thrilled with that uh well here we go um why why are there wheelchair people on the track? I mean, there's one one person in a wheelchair.
0: Uh, is
2: there, you know, is that necessary? You need to. I mean, it's a track uh, for people with, uh, you know, with feet and legs that uh, that work. You know, we. You know, there's a picture. There's a sign telling you. What to do on the track, and it's a it's a picture of a guy, you know, and his legs are moving, a little little picture of a guy walking or running to indicate what you're what you're to do in the three lanes. And there's also a sign on the lane, and the first lane says walk, and then the second lane says jog, and then the third lane says run. And uh, not to be a dick, but I don't see uh, I don't see a lane that says wheel. So uh, maybe you know. Maybe someplace else. Because also the wheelchair, it's kind of big. It's kind of clunky. And I'm trying to go around you, and there's a guy running on the right, and there's people trying to jog, and it's hard enough to go around people. The track gets kind of clogged up with traffic. And now, you know, traffic on the track normally means, like, foot traffic, and now we've got actual traffic with axles and wheels it's a it's a little inconsiderate if uh, if you don't mind me saying. I mean, yeah, you're you're taking up more than just the lane on the track. You're getting into the second lane because let's be honest, these tracks weren't designed for uh, they weren't designed for the wheelies. Sorry. <laughs> and then you know, on top of that, uh, let's be honest. I I feel pretty bad. Like here I am. I'm walking. I'm passing the wheelchair. I mean the track. The track is also meant for working out your legs. Not your not your arms. That's why they've got a whole weight room. That's that's where you can go to work out. You can actually don't even need to borrow a weight bench. You've got your own right there and you could just pick up weights maybe. Yeah, think about it. Think about it so you know i'm walking walking around the fucking track and then you know every uh, every few minutes i have to i have to go around the the wheelchair uh, okay and like good for you 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 know i know, look i know the the wheelchair people they can you know they've they've got you know you've seen those commercials they play basketball they've got like real intense basketball like they you know it's great it's awesome uh but uh, you know the track it's not, it's not a basketball court, and, uh, it's trying to walk, so then I'm, so I'm walking, and I have to, you know, I have to pass, every few minutes I have to go, go around, I have to pass the wheelchair, and then, and then I honestly feel bad, like, I'm, I, I hold back on passing the wheelchair, because I don't want to, like, go around the wheelchair and then I'm back in the walking lane and I cut in front of the wheelchair and then I feel like, oh yeah, look at me. I'm rubbing, now I'm literally rubbing in your face that I have two functioning legs. Like I I felt guilty, like walking in front of the wheelchair, which frankly I think is pretty inconsiderate of the person in the wheelchair to to be there making me feel guilty for having legs that work. And I'm walking in front of you, I feel bad. I feel bad walking past the wheelie. Like I feel like I'm rubbing it in their face that I have two perfectly functioning legs. And sure, uh, two perfectly functioning legs. That uh, you know, it would also be kind of rubbing it in that uh, for the last 20 years or so, I haven't done too much to to really truly really move these legs. Been pretty pretty sedentary since about uh, 1998. But you know, in the last few months, I've decided to get up and uh, and move my legs. And now, now that I'm trying to get active and move my legs, now I'm being punished by having to feel guilty because I have two good legs. By cutting in front of the wheelchair, it's inconsiderate. It's inconsiderate of of the of the wheeled. It's inconsiderate of the wheeled. You know, you know better than uh, you know better than shoelace boy and the kettlebell guy who who steps out in front of the track. And you know, God bless you, good for you. You you're out you're you know, wheeling around. It's great. But you know, we're come on. We're we're trying to walk here. We're trying to walk here. You're getting in the way. You're getting in the way. <sighs> What's next? What's next on the track? Skateboards? Unicycles? Mopeds? Scooters? I mean at least those uh, you know, at least a skateboard or a unicycle or a scooter—at least those things make sense because you actually are still technically getting exercise and working out your legs. You know, it's like what, go-karts. Are you gonna turn into a go-kart track. Come to think of it, maybe, maybe that's the place that they could have the wheelchair folks go to to exercise on the wheelchair. Just a thought. Just a thought. There's a there's a there's a little uh, fun uh, fun world. Just across the street here that has has a go-kart track outside that, that they don't that's not in use anymore. Maybe that could be like the wheelchair workout track. Cause you know, the track for people with legs is for the people with legs. It's very inconsiderate. <laughs> yes, I know I'm going to hell. I'll probably see most of you there, so it's not that big of a deal. Uh, very inconsiderate of the wheelies. <laughs> Mr. Benedetto, <laughs> my French teacher back in high school, Mr. Benedetto, there was this kid who was in a wheelchair. And Benedetto would call, he would call on us, you know, during class to say something in French. And he would call on us by our, you know, the French names that we chose. Except for this one kid, he would call him Wheels. And then, and then there was this other this this poor girl who was, you know, considerably overweight, and let's be honest, not like not the most attractive person on earth. Uh, and he would call her Venus De Milo. <laughs> like he would one day just randomly, yeah, yeah, you Venus De Milo. He said, "This guy, he was crazy." And uh, yeah, he would he would call this kid Wheels. Uh, because this dude was previously not confined to a wheelchair uh, and then as a child was in a horrible car accident and then was confined to a wheelchair. Uh, which, look, I figure I'm, I've am i already pretty much sealed my fate with my, my hot take on wheelchairs on the track, so why don't I just keep going? Uh, I'll be honest, I'm not going to lie, uh, that kid who was in a wheelchair used to be like a complete dick. Uh, when we were in elementary school, he made fun of me on the bus. He forcibly removed me from the swing set at school when we were kids like him and uh, some other jerky friend, like, you know, tugged at my coat and like he, I mean, the friend was just kind of standing there. This kid. This kid just pulled me, you know, he's like, get off the swing. And I'm like, no, I'm swinging. He's like, get off. And he was, uh, it was like a year or two older than me. And then he's like, get off the swing. And then he grabbed my sleeves and my coat and like yanked me off of the sleeve and uh, yanked me off of the swing and then was, and then was swinging. I'm like, what a fucking dick. I hope he's in a horrible car accident someday. And, uh, so, uh, sure enough. Yeah. This kid, he made fun of me. Removing him from the swing set, and I'll be honest. Look, I'll be honest. I I can't say I shed many tears when I found out that he was in a car accident and confined to a wheelchair because I thought, well, well, that serves him right for pulling me off the swing set. Now he's, now we are even. Uh, I mean, I feel bad now because he's, you know, he's probably, you know, he's probably a nice kid. He seemed to be a nice kid. Like once he was in the wheelchair, he seemed a lot nicer. I don't know if that's just like a. I don't know if it's just like a perception of the wheel. If they just seem nicer because they're in wheelchairs. Oh my god, I can't. I can't fucking. Oh my. I can't. I, I can't. I can't put this on the podcast. Oh my god, I'm going to. I shouldn't. I'm going to hell. Uh. Anyways, I feel bad now. Uh, but I'll be honest. Like when I was a kid, I was. I was really happy to find it, because he was a fucking dick. He was a dick and a half to me. And not not that I wish for anybody to be in a car accident. I don't wish those things. I don't I don't wish those things. I don't want those things to happen. I don't wish those things to happen. But, you know, when you find out it does, and it's like, hey. You know, because a lot of times it's like good people, and like bad things happen to good people. And this is a bad thing happening to a bad person. And so I was like, whoa. Looks like uh, the universe kind of took care of that for me. Guess he won't be pushing me off the swings anymore. Uh. <laughs> Anyways, but the, walking around the Y, I mean, it's, look, the, the wheelchairs, whatever, it's its really a, it's, it's a nothing. But you've got these fucking families. It's like, do you know where you are? Like, at least, at least the wheelies they're not like swerving in and out of the lanes like a like a drunk person they're 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 actually being very considerate considering that they have a, a they're sitting in a chair that that takes up more than just the lane that they're in uh, but they're they're hugging the they're hugging the lane pretty tightly they're they're trying to not be uh you know they're trying not to be any anybody's way you know you walk around them and you move on uh, but then you've got these these fucking families these fuckers and it's the mom and she's holding hands with the kid and then and she's in the middle lane and the kid's on her right and then another kid's on the left and they're just like it's not even a walk it's a stroll they're out you would think that this was after like sunday dinner with grandma and grandpa walking around the neighborhood on a sunday night just leisurely like eh we'll take a stroll around the neighborhood and sniff tulips and like you're on a track like people are trying to do something here like honestly, now now the wheelchair person can't get by because you're, you're you and your kids are oh, taking up the whole thing. Like holding hands and just like do dee doo dee doo. That's not how it works. This isn't fucking Sunday night. This isn't fucking hey. Oh, that was a delicious Thanksgiving dinner, family. Let's go have an autumn walk out in the neighborhood. Just a casual stroll through the leaves. They're in a track. People are running, jogging. They're, like, sprinting. Get the fuck out of here. You could go, go out of the parking lot and walk around like that. Anywhere. Literally anywhere. Go to the mall. That's mall stuff. Huh. So I started going in the morning this week. And then, oddly enough, I I, I go in the morning these last, like, three or four days. And, uh, I mean, to know no surprise there, it's it's all senior citizens, it's the elderly, um, shockingly though, some of them are pretty hot, I'm not gonna lie, there's some, there's some pretty hot octogenarians, but this is why, and then I think I was telling Kimmy, I thought, boy, you know, if I really wanted out of this banking thing and this whole podcast business doesn't take off, I could certainly fund it by, uh, by charging to, uh, charging a hefty sum for old people to bang me i think that i think that would be i don't know i i wouldn't mind being a being a hooker to the elderly i think there's some i think there's some major profitability there i don't care kim doesn't seem nuts about the idea i don't know why i thought you know this would be like you know maybe we get back to norway sooner than we think we try out some other countries Go back, go to Paris. That'd be nice. And all I'd have to do is like sleep with ev- every uh, every senior citizen in town, and then we're set for life. College for the kids, the whole thing. It's great. Done. <sighs> but alas, Kimmy's not on board. So, oh well. A felican dream. Uh, so yeah, the elderly's there. And uh, it's, it's, it's nice. Like on the one hand, I think like, ah, you know, these old geezers, are, they're in here doing their little cute little aerobics workout and then they're going to leave, you know, they got their little white socks hiked up to their knees. They've, some of them have like dress slacks on with sneakers, shorts with, you know, the black dress socks and sneakers. And uh and then, you know, they're gonna finish this up and then what are they gonna do? But who knows? Who cares? Who gives a shit? They've got the whole day. Go probably gonna go home and just, you know, nap and watch T V. But that's that's a nice way to live. That's that's my dream day. To just go home and nap and watch T V. That's all I ever wanna do. Throw in the video games. Man, oh man. That's that's birthday boy heaven. That's Johnny Boy Heaven. Uh, but yeah, it's these sweet old people, and they're nice little aerobics classes, and you know they're trying to cheat death for another ten minutes, and it's uh you know it's nice, it's nice. I think if I had a if I if I if I were an instructor and if I had an aerobics class of some kind uh, for the elderly, it would be I would call like it would be called like running from the reaper or something like that. I think that would that would be a fitting name for these classes because you look around and you're watching these you're watching these old timers. And, uh, yeah, some of them, <laughs> that, that race is about to come to an end. They're, they're running from the Reaper. They're about to, they're about to cross the finish line very soon. Oh boy. So yeah, let's see. I've shit on the elderly, uh, dogs, people in wheelchairs. Yeah. I mean, it's a pretty, I've had a pretty full, pretty full podcast experience this, this week. Oh man. Yeah. Uh send all of your hate mail to birthdayboypodcast at gmail dot com. Uh and for those of you in the wheelchairs, uh that's also birthdayboypodcast at gmail dot com. Uh there's no special uh wheelchair accessible email address. <laughs> Fuck.
1: Oh my god. There's no way I can leave that in. Why not? Why
2: why is that so much worse than anything else? Fuck it. Leave it in. I
1: don't care. <laughs> oh my god.
2: You know what's going to happen. I mean, I know what's going to happen. Like before the before the weekend is through, I'm going to get run over by a car and I will be <laughs> I will be using uh one of those Stephen Hawking voice things to do the podcast next week. Birthday Bot 3000 is going to be the full-time host of the podcast after this week's hot takes. Oh, man. Uh, Yeah, so send your hate mail to birthdayboypodcast at gmail.com. And I'll be, uh, if it's something really juicy, I'll read it on on next week's episode. (laughs) Oh, man. I kid because I love. And uh, some of my best friends are in wheelchairs. Kim was once in a wheelchair, actually, after she gave birth those two times. So, come on. Ah, that's nice I like this tune it's a good relaxing tune after shitting on the elderly and the handicap. I, I don't know I'm not even going to I, nah I was going to remind you that this is a comedy podcast but fuck that If you don't know, fuck you. Fuck yourself. Fuck you and the wheelchair you rode in on. (laughs) Oh, goddammit. God damn it. I'm straight to hell with you, Johnny boy. Ah. Let's cut this music. Cut it. Oh there we go. Anyways, that's it. That's it that's enough for today. I've done enough damage for one week. I feel like I had more. I always have more. Gosh. I just see I used my notebook, my birthday boy podcast notebook, as a prop when I was making fun of that asshole in the hospital. And now I lost where I you know, where I write down where I write down all my Oh, forget it. I'm never going to write down all my episode ideas, my notes. Wait, I have gotten to a lot. There's a lot of stuff that's crossed off. It's just all throughout the, the weeks here. Sounding Board Theater. Yeah, Binky Sears. Haven't done Fritzy in a while. I'm not going to do it today. But I, I think
1: it's... Uh, soon enough, it'll be time for old Fritzy to come back here on the podcast. Oh man.
2: Yeah. We've covered it all. We've covered it all for the week. There's just there's too much too much. There's too much to say and there's very little time to say it in. But uh boy, and look at this. I've got 9% of my battery left. Holy shit. This is this has been one efficient podcast. My goodness gracious. One efficient little podcast. And I'm about to I'm about to leave you. And I've got, uh, I've got a Cliffy call coming up and yeah, grandpa Cliff, we have not heard from grandpa Cliff. I think grandpa Cliff has, we've only heard from grandpa Cliff once on the, uh, on the show here. And it's funny because grandpa Cliff was the first, like the original, like the first five or six Cliffy calls was all grandpa Cliff. And Grandpa Cliff sounded one way. It was okay. It was funny because I hadn't done any of the other characters, or excuse me, the other characters hadn't called Cliffy, but uh, Grandpa Cliff called today, and he sounds a little bit different. But it's explained. I think it's explained pretty, pretty, pretty reasonably on the call. I think Grandpa Cliff explains why he sounds different than he did a year ago. And, uh, yeah, Grandpa Cliff's got uh, got a major... This is a big one. This is a major announcement that Grandpa Cliff has for Cliff regarding Grandma Cliff. It's it's extraordinary. Huge, huge announcement coming from Grandpa Cliff. So you're wanna-gonna... Yeah, you're wanna-gonna... God damn! Have I ever spoken the English language before? Do I have the ability to get a sentence out of my mouth without, you know, tongue-tied city? You're gonna... You wanna-gonna... You're going to want to listen, not that I, not that you need me to tell you to listen. You're already listening. You're probably gonna follow through and check out the uh, the cliffy call at the end. Uh, is that it? Is that all? That's all. Nine percent of my battery left. All right. Yeah. Fuck. Major efficient. Ah, uh, major efficiency. Uh oh. <clears throat> I'm running out of battery percentages. I think I think that means it's definitely time to go. I know I had other things to talk about, things I didn't write down. It's just it's too much. It's too much. But I've given you a lot. I think I've given you a lot this week. Um, and for some of you, you uh, have already tuned out and you're never coming back. Well, that's okay. Go fuck yourself. Uh, so that's gonna do it. Uh, please, please continue to uh, to write to the inbox birthday boy podcast at gmail.com that's birthday boy podcast at gmail.com and uh, if you if you uh, if you could you know go on the uh, the iTunes like or whatever you not like uh, give a five-star thing and uh, you know leave a review come on do it fucking do it Uh, yeah, we're on, uh, we're on iTunes, we're on Spotify, uh, Google podcast thing. You can get us if you use Google podcasts, you know, like on an Android phone or something like that. That's it. Right. We're done. Okay. Uh, remember positivity doesn't, doesn't pay off. It's just, it's doesn't work. It's not working. It's never going to work. Don't, you know, enough, enough with the positivity. Uh, but, uh. But kindness matters. Uh, hopefully you wheelchair people are listening to that and you can, you know, take a note. Kindness matters. You know, like like maybe when you want to go out for a little roll and uh, you think, hey, I'll go use the track where people are trying to run and walk. And, and maybe you'll say, yeah, that's maybe not such a great idea. Maybe that's uh, Maybe that's a little inconsiderate. You know, that kind of kindness. That matters. Oh, baby. (laughs) Alright, that's it. Thanks for listening. You're the best. And I love you. I really do. All of you. No matter which limbs are or aren't working. I just love you to death. Okay, that's it. Have a great week. Talk to you next week. On the Birthday Boy Podcast. Later, Gators. I'm afraid of a man, and I'm afraid of the
0: world. I'm afraid can't I'm afraid of I'm afraid of the world. I'm afraid of I'm afraid of a man. cock a cock a cock a cock a Johnny wants a plane Johnny wants a suck on a coke. Johnny wants a woman Johnny wants a stick of a joke Johnny's so funny Yes, we can, can, Cliffy Cliffy, hello, Cliff Cliff, this is your grandpa, Cliff, Cliff Cliffy, it's your grandpa, Cliff Give me a call, Cliff Yes, I know, Cliff. And you're probably wondering, where have I been this whole time? Because the last time you had a phone call or some sort of message from your Grandpa Cliff, he sounded a little more like this. Well, that was before I came down with this uh, cold that I seem to have developed perhaps permanently and I think this is what I'm going to sound like from now on. Uh, I've decided. I think that my previous voice didn't test as well with the audience, so now I'm going to sound like this, you know, because I'm your grandfather, of course, Cliff. Yes, Cliffy, I know I sound a lot like your grandmother, but let's be honest, that's what attracted me to her in the first place, of course. All those years, all those decades ago, growing up in Winston-Salem. North Carolina, which is of course where we're from, Cliffy, as you can plainly tell. Just open your ears and it's no real surprise, Cliffy boy, that your Grandpa Cliff and your Grandma Cliff are from Winston-Salem. It's obvious. It's evident. Cliffy, Yes, I know we sound a lot alike, but that's like I said, that's what attracted me to her in the first place was the beautiful melodious tones coming out of coming out of her mouth and she felt the same way about me, Cliffy boy. And of course as you know, we Womack men, we wear we marry Womack women and they don't just take our last names, Cliffy boy, they take the first name too. So that's why your grandma Cliff is your grandma Cliff. And of course, Walmax name, their son's Cliff. You know that Cliff because your name's Cliff Cliff and my name's Cliff Cliff. Not Cliff Cliff, Cliff comma Cliff. What are you, an idiot? Do you think, you think your name's Cliff Cliff? I mean, maybe maybe that's a new way to go. Maybe that's a new... Maybe that's a new approach, Cliffy boy. Maybe we name a It's the name so nice. Our sons are so nice, we named them twice. Cliff Cliff. And then I would call you and say, Cliff Cliff, it's your grandpa Cliff 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 Cliff. Give me a call back, Cliff Cliff. It's your... Cliff Cliff, it's your grandpa Cliff 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 Cliff. Call me back, Cliff Cliff. Hey, I like the sound of that Cliff Cliff. Maybe that's... The middle name from now on for us Womack men. We know we don't just name our sons Cliff, but their middle names can be Cliff, too. I like the sound of that Cliff, Cliff. Anyways, Cliff, it's me. It's your Grandpa Cliff, Cliff. And maybe some days, maybe some days soon, I'll be your Grandpa Cliff, Cliff, Cliff. And you'll be Cliff, Cliff, and I'll say, Hey, Cliff, Cliff, it's Grandpa Cliff, 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 Cliff. Wouldn't that be nice and not in any way confusing, Cliff? In any event, Cliffy boy, I wanted to call to tell you, why don't you call your grandfather back? I've been calling you all this time, of course. None of my voicemails get played uh, on any kind of podcast or anything, any, any kind of thing like that, but that's okay, Cliff. It's been a long time. I was the first, as you recall, I was the first Womack family member to call you around this time last year, Cliff, and you never called me back, Cliffy. I had so much to discuss with you, but now I've got something bigger and more unbelievable to discuss. And frankly, I can't believe it. Frankly, I'm I'm astounded, and a little bit shocked. Cliffy, your grandmother came home from her recent vacation overseas in Norway. And Cliffy, wouldn't you know, she had quite the surprise for me. She came home and told me that at the age of 97 and a half years old, your grandmother, believe it or not, Cliff, she's pregnant. Can you believe such a thing? She's pregnant. You know what that means, don't you, Cliff? I was, I was, I was, I was blindsided. I was stunned. I was shocked, Cliffy boy. But you know, uh, you know what that means, It means my boys can swim, Cliffy boy. Us Womacs, we don't just name our sons Cliff. We don't just we don't just name our wives Cliff. We also have super duper sperm, Cliffy boy. Our boys can our little cliffs, all the little cliffs, you know, swimming around in my nutsack, Cliffy boy. They can still swim. At the age of here I am, 98 years old, and I just knocked up your grandmother, evidently. Perhaps that's why she... Maybe that's why she went all the way over to uh, to Norway to sit there around in the fjords. Anyways, Cliff, can you believe it? Can you absolutely believe the news? Your grandmother is pregnant. She's expecting a little, a little Womack bundle of joy. I can't wait to see my my beautiful baby maybe that's a new there's a new butter boy in the family Cliffy of course you're the original butter boy we all know that you like the butter you like to stick the butter in the places we all know that Cliffy you're the only butter boy for me little butter boy But, uh, you know, perhaps this new bundle of joy will be a a second coming of sorts, a second Butter Boy coming. He'll be like the, uh, the Butter Boy Christ Child, the Butter Boy Messiah Cliffy. Do you know what I'm saying? Do you understand? This is a very happy day though, Cliff. It's shocking, it's stunning, but it's also when I really think about it at the age of of 98 or 99 or whatever I just said, it's really not that shocking because I am after all a Womack. I have that Womack seed, Cliffy, as I don't need to tell you because you also have it. And of course, Cliff, the Womack seed is is very, very potent. It's very powerful, and uh, I think uh, the proof is in the pudding, so to speak, Cliffy. Do you know what I mean? And of course, the pudding being your grandmother's uh, vagina. Do you understand what I'm saying, Cliff? It's the pregnancy, the semen, and the you know the sperm, the little Womack baby sperm, the little Cliffies, all the little Cliffies swimming around. And that sort of thing, the fallopian tubes. Who knows how it all works, Cliffy? It's a mystery to us all. But nevertheless, what a great day. What a great moment, Cliffy. Your grandfather's gonna be a father. You're gonna have you're gonna have a brand new aunt or uncle. Perhaps this will be a new Uncle Cliff, as if you don't have enough already. Perhaps a new auntie Cliff. Maybe maybe this will be the first child to take on the name Cliff Cliff. What do you think about Cliff Cliff, Cliff? Grandpa Cliff, Grandma Cliff, baby Cliff Cliff, your uncle Cliff Cliff, or your auntie Cliff Cliff, and you're the you're the new nephew. You're gonna be a nephew, Cliff. You're gonna be a nephew, Cliffy. That's unbelievable. Okay, Cliffy, why don't you call me back? We'll talk more about my semen. We'll talk more about the Womack sperm. We'll talk more about your pregnant 97-year-old grandmother who just came back from Norway and had a spectacular time, and she got pregnant by my super sperm. What a shocking and delightful surprise. I'm going to be a father, Cliff, a 98-year-old father, Come on, give me a call, Cliffy boy, so we can celebrate, talk about semen, talk about sperm, and have a good time. All right, Cliffy, I've got to run. I've got to plan all kinds of things. Uh, Who knows what? i got to buy cribs and diapers and sticks of butter for the little baby butter boy, new butter boy, baby boy on the way, Cliffy. Cliff, this is your grandpa, Cliff. Cliff, call me back, Cliff. It's your grandpa, Cliff. Okay, talk to you soon. Bye.